Hey, welcome to the Beginner Photography Podcast brought to you by CloudSpot, the all-in-one solution for photographers who need to deliver and even sell your photos online. I'm your host, Raymond Hadfield, and guess what? Each week, you come here so that you can learn tips and tricks from me and some of the world's best photographers on how you can use your camera to capture more compelling moments. Well, today we have an episode from the BPP Vault You know, after years of putting out podcast interviews and releasing hundreds of episodes, I've built a rich library of gold photo nuggets. You know, these curated rewind episodes allow for new photographers to discover the timeless info that has helped countless photographers, and they allow longtime listeners to revisit and hear an episode with fresh ears and more hands-on experience to draw from. In today's BPP Rewind, we are talking about bringing back fun into our photography. You know, we all get to this point to where, you know, with anything, uh, where it starts off fun and then the fun factor starts to fade, especially when it feels like there's so much progress in the beginning of learning photography. um, And then that just slows down rather quickly once you, you know, you learn a certain amount, you learn how to shoot manual, etc. And that's just because now you have to figure out how you want to use the tool rather than just figure out how to use the tool, right? So I break down five ways to introduce some more fun into your photography. Now, I also in this episode mentioned the Facebook group. We have since moved off of Facebook into a new private community platform called Heartbeat, and I encourage you to come join us. You can find the link to join the new community over at beginnerphotopod.com forward slash group. That is beginnerphotopod.com forward slash group. All right, let's get into this week's episode. And I want to start off this podcast with a huge shout out to Julito David, who left the podcast a five-star iTunes review. And this kind of goes into the theme of the podcast today. And let me explain why. Julito says, I've been into photography since I was a kid. However, for the past three or four years, I've been more interested in learning more about photography and not just taking pictures like crazy. I found the podcast during 2020, and it's been very inspirational to learn from the background and experience of many professional photographers And that, like me, many don't have formal training or education in photography. But this hasn't been an issue in developing themselves as great artists. Thanks for the great job. Cheers from Puerto Rico. Julito, man, thank you. I I love that. I love that. I love seeing that, you know, you, as you said, you've been into photography for years. Since you were a kid. And it's not only until recently that you've decided, wait a second, how do I, how do I do more with this? Right. And I think that what this comes down to is that I don't want to say that we get bored in photography. Photography kind of just, it, it's, and I'll be honest, I've been here too, is that it just kind of starts to lose its, um, fun factor when we just start going through the motions, you know, quote unquote, going through the motions. And I think that that's because when we first get into photography, We're just so excited to learn the tool and we've always, you know, maybe we've been able to see something creative. We've been able to want to capture something unique in our own way through our camera. And then once we, once we get a camera, all of our mental energy is taken up by, well, how how do I use this camera? Like, how do I make my photos look good and not, you know, washed out or overexposed And that becomes the challenge. So when we first get into photography, the fun comes from 
you know, trying to figure out how to use your camera and like actually figuring it out. But at some point, just simply taking photos no longer becomes a serious challenge. And maybe that's because, you know, you've learned manual. You've learned, you know, the basics of composition. And now when you take a photo, it just feels like you're just going through the motions because you don't get that same high uh, uh, for capturing a great photo as you did before. Because now it becomes, again, a little bit, a little bit easier, a little bit more routine because you're doing this every day, day in, day out. Now, the way that we get around this is simply just to introduce something new, and that's to interrupt our pattern of, of, of shooting. Slow down, and this, you know, forces you to, to focus on your goal. And again, this, I really want to talk about this today because I really think that we can get stuck in this, um, I don't know where I heard the term before, but it's like this intermediate purgatory. We're not beginners because we understand to a degree how to use our cameras and how to capture a photo but it feels like like what like what's next how how do we get how do we get to that next spot right so that's exactly what we're talking about today and that feeling of new isn't just you know um uh tied to our skills in photography it's not just being able to take a photo i think that this is why we love new gear as well because new gear it gear is always a problem with me i i'll tell you what i love it i love the idea of like being at the cusp of being able to capture you know everything but i i I also feel like we're at this point now in photography specifically digital photography to where any camera that you buy today is going to be great it's going to be wonderful and therefore it's like what like why do we need top of the line stuff Unless you're, you know, a commercial photographer or, you know, somebody who's shooting very high volumes of photos and needs a camera to work in rather extreme conditions. I really think that any camera that we buy today is going to be fantastic. But at that same time, like, that's my rational mind speaking. (laughs) But the other side is like, whoa, wait a second. Like, what's that new camera? What does it do? It does that. Oh my gosh. Like I gotta, I gotta check that out. And that's a problem because again, it's, I, I don't think that new gear is going to satisfy anything. And it, it always seems, you know, so fresh and so fun. And, and then again, some, somehow we always like tie our abilities to take great photos with having a newer camera, right? We'll, we'll see that. Oh, the new. Sony Canon Fuji camera has, you know, a crazy burst rate, instant autofocus. You never have to worry about autofocus. It's always perfect. You know, these amazing things. And you think to yourself, Oh my gosh, this is like, this is exactly what I need. This is going to make all my photos fantastic. This is exactly what I want. And yet at the same time, like we laugh when others say, you know, something to the effect of like, Oh wow, that's, that's a nice camera. You must be able to take amazing photos. I'm like, no, no, that's me. I take, I tell the camera what to do. I make the nice photos. And yet, yet we tie getting a new camera with being able to take better photos, which is, you know, so interesting. But again, I think that that is solely because we're, we're simply searching for something new. We're simply searching for something that feels like we're moving the needle forward. And that, that can be, that can be dangerous. That can be dangerous as photographers. 
because it's going to get you stuck into a trap of, well, if I don't have the newest gear, then I just can't take good photos. And it, that's, that's a mindset thing that, that we need to, that we need to get over. We like new stuff because there's this, there's this possibility that we can do more with it. And I think that quote unquote more is just simply validation. Like, oh, you know, you think back to challenges that you've had in the past, you know, shooting in a, you know, for me, probably the most challenging part of my day can be, you know, getting focus in a, in a dark reception. So thinking to me like, oh, wow, this has, you know, autofocus up to negative five EV like that. Ooh, negative 10 EV. Oh my God. I'll never miss focus again. Like that is amazing. And again, that idea of being able to capture more, like that's the validation that we look for. Like imagine what's in those photos that I've been missing all this time. Imagine how great those photos are going to be. That's what's really going to help me as a photographer. Again, when, when in reality, like we're just coming up with, with stories to tell ourselves here. So today I want to talk about introducing more fun into our photography, how to get us out of that quote unquote intermediate purgatory. And I have five things that you can do to, again, introduce more fun into your photography that, and at the end, yes, at the end, I'm going to have, I'm going to have a photo challenge for you because I don't want you to just listen to this. Obviously, I, 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 you know, appreciate that you're listening to this podcast, but at the end of the day, if you don't take any sort of action whatsoever, like I kind of don't, I, I kind of don't want you to listen. This podcast is all about learning and growing. And in the same way that, you know, I could go and read a book on, um, uh, you know, you could read a book on how to play an instrument. You can learn how to read sheet music. If you don't actually pick up that instrument. Hey, Raymond here. If you're sometimes baffled by which camera settings to use, then I've got just the thing for you. My free guide, Picture Perfect Camera Settings. It's a fantastic starting point for anybody eager to understand the basics of camera settings in various shooting scenarios. And it's tailored to beginners who want to get out of auto mode, providing clear, easy to follow suggestions on where to start with your settings. So whether you're capturing a stunning landscape or a family portrait, Picture Perfect Camera Settings will help you to get off of automatic mode and explore the possibilities your camera offers. Remember, mastering photography settings is a journey, and this guide is your first step. And the perfect resource to guide you towards finding the right settings for your style. So grab your copy today at perfectcamerasettings.com and start your journey to better photos. It's not going to do anything for you. It's not going to mean anything. So learning is, is half of the equation, and then doing is the more important half of that equation, because it's in the doing that we learn how things work for ourselves and how we can apply them to our own photography and our lives. So here are five things that I think we can do to introduce more fun in our photography. So number one is, now this one isn't directly photography related, but it's to remove yourself from all of social media. I'm hearing everybody say, oh, okay, yep, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, how is that going to help us take better photos? And trust me, I get it. 
especially in a world where I have found inspiration for photos on, on Instagram. I found inspiration for photos on, uh, Facebook. I have, you know, learned new techniques on YouTube. I totally get that. I totally get that. But when it comes to photography, right now, like, I really feel like we're in this, this, Dangerous isn't the right word, but we're in this era of photography where we are learning by looking at what others are doing. And because we have more, and we've always done that, but because we've, because we have access to more people, I suppose, by just seeing, you know, random people who you've never met on social media, it's very easy to feel as if everybody's shooting in a certain style or everybody's trying this new technique in photography which makes you feel like oh i don't want to miss out like i have to learn this i have to do this i got to figure this out too i got to be good at this when in reality it's you know it's not necessarily the case that that's happening it could just be that somebody posted a video i mean i can't tell you how many how many photography hacks i've seen on instagram stories or whatever and it's just like import your photos into lightroom Press this, you know, this slider right here. It's like, wait a second, this isn't any sort of hack. This is this is just the basics of using photography. You know, this is the basics of photo editing right here. And I want to say that I personally have a, um, I don't want to say an issue with social media. Uh, I don't think that I have a problem with social media, but I definitely recognize, you know, that we that it just becomes a part of our life and it can take up a good amount of time. So I've decided that in November I'm logging off <laughs> all social media. I'm not going to use anything, no Facebook, no Instagram, um, nothing like that. And I'm a little bit nervous because I use, you know, social media in my business to <laughs> get bookings. Uh, but I've coming up with a game plan as far as like scheduling posts and stuff so that so that I can get around that because ultimately at the end of the day, what's more important to me is not likes on a photo. It's being happy with the photos that I take, being fulfilled. And when I go to weddings, being able to kind of open up creatively and take the photos that I see in my head. And there's that saying that, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, I said that right. And with social media, like all that we can do pretty much is to compare ourselves. And it's not, it's not like we look at somebody and say, oh, well, how do I stack up against this person? It just happens in the back of our mind. It's a subconscious thing. And the, the problem with that is that, is that social media has become so much a part of our existence. We go to the bathroom and we open up Facebook. We're in line at the coffee shop. We open up Instagram. We're at the doctor's office and we, you know, Check the latest news. See, like, like, check the check the latest photography blogs, and see what's going on. And it's that background noise that that is is giving us less space for in our own heads to be able to think and be open to the world around us and get new ideas. And that's that's where that that word danger <laughs> that I see comes from. So again, in all of November, I'm going to completely log off. I'm going to just give myself, you know, 
Facebook Messenger to be able to keep in contact with people um, and, and see what happens. You know, I have a game plan for what I want to accomplish in November where instead of maybe, you know, at the end of the day when I'm done working, instead of checking my Facebook, going on YouTube, opening up a photo book. <laughs> It, it's 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 the photo books that that get me excited because it's it's a clear it's proof that somebody actually did something and that is cool to me so I'm excited for that. I'll let you know how that goes in December. Of course, podcasts are going to keep coming out. I'm still recording interviews, um, and I'll let you know how 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 it goes as far as my photography in in December, and we'll see. So that that is number one: removing yourself from social media to focus on your inner voice to be able to find and create the photos that, that you want to create. All right. So tip number two, to introduce more fun into your photography. For me, this, this was a big one. I love doing this. It is to remove all control and be more present. What I mean by that is removing control from, from your camera. So obviously, you know, shooting a manual is, is the choice of professional photographers throughout the world. Having that control is why we buy a nice camera. But removing all of that control can really allow us to be more present in whatever's going on. And when we're taking photos, whether it be a family or, you know, being at a wedding or whatever it is, there is a balance of being in control and being present. Because, you know, you can take... I can tell you as as a parent, you know, <clears throat> having the, the most control of your camera will give you the best results, you know, quote unquote, technically from a photo. But being more present means that instead of asking everybody to stand there for, you know, 10, 15, 20 seconds while you are like, wait a second, why is my eye so dial, you know. I feel like it should be less sensitive than this, but for some reason, you know, and then just trying to figure out your your exposure there. You can be in the moment, grab the photo, and get going. And for you, I mean, that, that could mean that you're shooting an aperture priority and just, again, removing some some layer of control. For me, I love to shoot with a GoPro, which <laughs> Shane Wilkie uh, was talking about the other day in the, in the Beginner Photography Podcast Facebook group. He brought out a GoPro uh, and captured some. Uh, he was shooting video. But the point is, is that from somebody like Shane who focuses on video, right? Or he was, he was heavily involved in video. He knows how to work a camera to, to remove all of that and just simply use a GoPro where all that you're doing is press, pressing record and pointing a camera in a general direction. It's very freeing. It lets your mind stay open, still allows you to capture uh, the events of what's happening and be with somebody. And what's great about this is that well, okay, let me let me start with a story here. Uh, so a few months ago, two months ago, something like that, I went down to Atlanta to uh, hang out with uh, some friends of mine who I went to uh, film school with. Uh, and w one morning, I woke up before everybody else. And, uh, you know, I didn't just want to hang out in the uh, in the Airbnb that we had. So uh, I took a little walk down the street. And I brought my Fuji X100V and I wanted to do some, some street photography. 
So I went out and the photos that I was looking for, it just wasn't, it wasn't it. It was, it was pretty bad light. And it, like, there was really nothing interesting going on here anyway. Um, and there was this nice long, um, walking path. They call it the belt line in Atlanta. And so I started walking along this and I realized that like the path is kind of small. And this is one of those places where like people go out jogging or riding bikes or walking their dog, uh, just being out and being active and, and, and enjoying nature, I suppose. But the trail is pretty small. It's pretty narrow. Uh, so walking along this path and holding, you know, your X100V and like photographing people, like, it's very hard to blend in. And I didn't feel comfortable. I was like, mm, I don't want to. I had my headphones in. I was listening to Rush. And I was just like, I don't want to really like have conversations with people right now. I just want to like be able to like be open and just take photos. So what I did instead was that I just took out my phone. I opened up the camera app. And I took photos while, you know, walking along the belt line and didn't look at the screen at all. I would use my eyes to look at a scene that was happening. Either it was approaching, somebody was jogging, riding their bike, whatever it was. And then I'd look at the background, you know, okay, is this going to be an interesting photo? Is this going to be, you know, how am I going to capture this? And it forced me to look at moment and composition before they arrived at me, to me. And then with my phone, I would just have it in my hand. And then again, without even looking at it, I would just kind of hold out my phone and, and, and take a photo if it looked interesting or I thought that it might be interesting. And then I just kept going. I didn't review the photo. I just kept going. And again, this allowed me to be in like it allowed me to be a part of the community that was the Beltline in that moment and take these photos and be in that moment, uh, capture it without worrying about uh, all of my camera settings in that moment. It just allowed me to 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 be there. And capture it. And what was so great about this is that obviously it removed that control from me, but it forced me to review my photos, which I really don't think that we do a great job of. We're really good at taking photos. We're not good at reviewing the photos that we take. So having took, I don't know, 40, 50 photos during that walk, when I got back, I had to look at those photos to see, did I get any good ones? Is there anything that I could change? Is there anything that I could do to make next time better? And it's, it's, it's in that moment, in that space that we realize here's where we are strong in our photography. Here's our strong points. And then here's our weak points. And for those weak points, are we okay with those being weak points or do we want those to be stronger? Like for me, when I held, <laughs> I realized that when I hold my camera, just like in my hands and I would go to take photos, every single photo would be at like a 30 degree angle. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know if it's just like the way that, you know, my hand was holding the camera or whatever, but every single photo was like that. And it's like, okay, how can I, like, how can I get a different grip on this camera so that my, my photos are a little bit more level? Because when the photos are leveled, then I don't have to crop in as much and then lose as much information. But that forced me to see that by removing that control. Because if you got to take a photo and you take one photo, you take two photos and maybe they're a little bit off. Maybe you just chalk it up to, well, it was kind of an awkward position. I just had to get in it real quick, grab that photo and get out. But when you take 40 or 50 photos... And consistently, all of them have quite a bit of a, of a, of a Dutch angle to them. 
you realize that that's a problem. I got to fix that. So that that to me was was a really interesting insight. And really, you know, kind of sparked this a little this uh, this uh, excitement of, ooh, I can't wait to go out next time and, and, and shoot in the same way. Try to get better. So removing that control, whether it be from a GoPro, where you just go out and you take photos with a I mean, GoPro cameras are incredible. Cameras on your phone are great, too. But removing that control forces you to, to be in the moment. It forces you to review your photos, and it forces you to only pick the best of the best. All right. Tip number three is to destroy your photos. Yes, I said it. Destroy your photos. Now, what I mean is, you know, don't don't just press delete on your hard drive. That's not what I mean at all. Don't go out and shoot and then just, you know, wipe your memory card. Don't do that. That's not what I'm talking about. But doing something with your photos. So I guess the best way that I can describe this is is... Don't assume that your photos are done in camera. Be open to allow other things to happen. So one thing that I love to do is that um, I will go out and I will shoot in black and white so that when I get back, I have a bunch of black and white JPEGs and I will load all those photos into my iPad. And if there's a specific photo that I like or I find interesting, I will bring that into one of my drawing apps on my iPad. It's uh, normally Procreate. And I will draw on it. Like, I will introduce color into that photo. If I go out, you know, on a, on a nice walking trail and there is, I, you know, I have a black and white photo. And I think, I like this composition. Let's see what I can do here. I'm going to introduce, I'm going to paint on some green into the leaves. I'm going to paint some blue into the sky. I'm going to paint some brown into the into the the, the tree trunk. Some gray into the gravel of the of the walking path. A little bit of brown into the you know into the sides of the uh, uh, path as well. Some green in there. Maybe a little bit of blue green into like a creek or a water feature. And what this does is like it just kind of forces you to think to yourself like like your photos aren't gold <laughs> you know what i mean like they're not perfect the second that they come out of your camera sometimes they can take a little bit of work i find it to be very calming and it's fun and that's it it is just fun it is just you know let me let me take a few minutes to myself and just see what i can do here and what's interesting is that when you're forced to put the colors onto your photos, you quickly become very aware of the compositions that you're creating and that how composition isn't just lines, but it can also be influenced by the colors of your photograph. Because again, we're simply just paying attention to the photos that we're taking. We're paying more attention to the photos that we're taking. Now, you don't have to do the same thing that I do. If you don't have an iPad, if you think that that sounds childish, that's fine. I'll, you know what? I'm going to share a, I'll share an example in the show notes of this episode. So if you want to see what I'm talking about here, it's not like I'm painting the photo. I'm not trying to make the photo look like it's in color. It looks, well, it looks kind of childish, honestly. So if you want to see an example of what I'm talking about, then you can uh, uh, just check out the show notes of this episode and you'll see it there. But I've seen other photographers who have, they've literally, you know, taken their photos and then they've cut them 
like they've printed out their photos and then they've cut them to put them like create some sort of collage or some sort of mural, I guess, and and just do something different with that. Because now you can have multiple instances of the same thing. You can create worlds, essentially, is what we're talking about. You can create something that wasn't there in front of you when you took the photo. And that freedom, that creative freedom, that is something that's fun uh, that we are missing a lot of in today's photography. So destroy your photos. Just destroy your photos. Who cares? Whatever. They're digital files. You still have the originals. Whatever. All right. So tip number four here is to is to print your photos. <laughs> Printing your photos. And I'm sure, you know, you've heard photographers say this forever. Is that like, you know, your your photo isn't real until it's been until it's been printed. And one thing that I learned early on in photography is that, you know, there, there's always this strong, strong um, push towards specific technical details, specifically your ISO, right? Keeping your ISO low so that your image is free of noise, free of digital grain. And sometimes that means, you know, you got to shoot below 800 ISO of 800 to have the cleanest images or whatever. And I remember uh, one of the first weddings that I shot was actually my cousin's wedding. And there was a photo in that wedding that I took. And I think I took it at ISO since the 3200 or 6400. It was pretty high, especially for the camera that I was using. Like it was a, it was a Canon 40D. So it was, you know, that was pretty much the high end of the ISO limit before you, your whole image just started to fall apart. And I remember looking at it on the computer thinking, oh, my gosh, my cousin is going to hate me. This is going to be horrible. But I printed out the photo. I printed out a series of photos. But I remember looking at that photo that got printed and thinking to myself, hey, wait a second. This isn't bad at all. Like, this looks pretty darn good. And now, having done this for quite a few years, you know, it's it's I looked at a screen and the the image on my computer screen, first of all, incredibly high resolution, higher than, you know, our eyes. We can't even see individual pixels on our screens anymore because the resolution is so high. But at the same time, the image that I was editing on the computer, I was also zooming in like one to one, <laughs> you know, which it, the, the entire image zoomed out on my computer screen is bigger than an 8 by 10 print. And that's probably like the biggest that people are going to like print themselves, you know what I mean? Without it being like a canvas or something. But not only that, I was zooming in to the photo to get an even closer look. So of course it looked super grainy. Of course it looked terrible. Of course it did. Print out your photos. Like figure that out for yourself. T test it. I promise you, you are going to see that... You're a much better photographer technically than you think that you are because our metric for judging is simply, you know, well, what were your settings? And none of that really matters when you print a photo. None of that really matters. Print out your photos. See what it looks like. It could be really rewarding. You know, get a get a Fuji Instax instant printer. Get a, a Canon selfie printer. You can use those to print photos at home. Four by sixes. Those Canon selfie printers. Or pay the eight cents per photo to get your photos printed at uh, CVS, Walgreens, Walmart, Costco. Eight cents. Come on. Take all your favorite photos, print them out, and then display them in your home. Hang them. 
Use a string. Attach it from one side of the wall to another. Use clothespins. Attach your photos to it. Seeing your photos is very rewarding. And here's the thing. There will be plenty of times where, as a photographer, you feel like you are in a rut and feel like your photos just are not working out. If you have a spot in your home, like a wall of your favorite photos, I mean, that is just going to subconsciously tell you, like, well, well, there's proof that I'm not some some sham. Like, I can take a good photo. I can take multiple great photos. And here's proof. Here's the photos. Here is the proof. And I think consistently seeing that is going to help you break through whatever rut you're going through at any given time. Again, these ruts, they happen. But when you print your photos, can help you break through that. Okay, tip number five. And this one is the one that requires a little bit of work, but it is creating a styled shoot. Now, I know what I think of when I think creating a styled shoot. I think multiple people, you know, uh, logistically, a lot of pieces, you know, a candelabra, a, a cornucopia of fruits and veggies, little cakes, you know, whatever it is. I'm thinking of like a wedding styled shoot here, let alone a dress, a giant bouquet. That can be overwhelming. And I don't want you to overwhelm yourself. I mean, a styled shoot can be something really simple, really simple. And this doesn't have to be something that you're using to build your portfolio. It can just be an idea that you have that you want to shoot. And if that means that you want to buy a silly hat for your dog and take a photo of your dog, then then do it. Don't just take a snapshot, though. Like, do it. Maybe you have some Photoshop skills, right? And you want to Photoshop your dog uh, in front of the Eiffel Tower in Paris with a cheese hat on your dog. I don't know. I don't know. Sounds like a cool photo to me. There are two ways to bring home more money with your photography business. You either get more clients or you spend less of the money that you make. CloudSpot Studio helps you keep more of what you earn. With the lowest payment processing fees in the industry, the average photographer will save $300 annually. And that's just more money to invest in essential gear like a new flash or a sweet camera bag. You know, one that is perfect for storing all of the wedding day snacks that you can pack. But it's not just about savings. CloudSpot Studio is designed to streamline your workflow. Easily organize shoots, send contracts, questionnaires, invoices, and you're really going to enjoy the hassle-free payments. So sign up for a free CloudSpot account at deliverphotos.com and... As a bonus, you're going to get access to my exclusive wedding and portrait contracts and questionnaires at no additional cost. Why let fees chip away at your profits? Empower your photo journey with CloudSpot and watch your business soar. But the style shoot doesn't have to be anything over the top. If you got kids, take a few minutes to, you know, really photograph their Halloween costume, make them look as if, you know, who they imagine they are in their Halloween costume, Photoshop them in front of a scary mansion or something. I don't know, but you, it, this doesn't have to be a big multi day event to organize plan and then capture a hundred of the best photos that you've ever taken in your whole life. This can literally be, you know, an hour or two, 
And then just plan out one photo. One photo. And then make the rest, like let the let allow the rest to happen on their own. You know, get that one photo that you really want. And then kind of go crazy. Start taking other photos, you know, in in the in the same scene. But focus on that first photo. Do a uh a movie inspired style shoot and buy yourself like one really cool item that like was really gonna like tie it together and make it feel like professional you know maybe you find the perfect bike (laughs) on craigslist or facebook marketplace that would just perfectly bring together your et styled shoot maybe you buy a glass slipper for a sender i don't even know if glass slippers are a real no that can't be a real thing what a terrible idea that is Wow, I can't believe it took me this long. My whole life, I just realized that glass slippers aren't a real thing. Regardless, you can come up with something, right? If you want to do some sort of Cinderella-style shoot, you could... They gotta have something. Now I gotta look that up after this. What do they do for Cinderella-style shoots? Point is, figure out the photo that it is that you want. See that photo in your head. And then build it in your head. Walk through how you're going to capture it. Do people need to be in it? What are they wearing? What does the background look like? What does the light look like? Where does the camera need to be? What is the focal length? What's the aperture? Do you have a lot of depth of field? Not a lot of depth of field. And then go out and then just capture that one photo. And again, you don't have to share this anywhere. This can just be your own thing. Obviously, if you want to share it, please do. Like, that's great. Art is awesome. When it's shared. But just get that one photo and then the rest will just happen naturally. Now, those are my five things that I think you can do to introduce some more fun in your photography. Let's do a quick recap. Remove yourself from social media. When we do that, we can free up that 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 background noise that, you know, social media can cause and allows us to be a little bit more open and and, and, and see things throughout the world creatively and come up with with new and interesting ideas. Idea number two is to remove all control from your camera and just be more present. Whether that's just opening up the camera app on your phone and just snapping photos without looking at it, right? Using the volume buttons to, to, to capture the photo instead of pressing the button on your, on the phone screen. It's hard to tell that way. I always use the volume buttons to be more in the moment, capture those photos to, to then review those photos and be really harsh. Look at yourself with a critical eye and then make adjustments. That's how you're going to become a better photographer. Tip number three, destroy your photos, paint over them, print them out, cut them up, do whatever you want. Find interesting ways to destroy your photos so that you don't take your images so seriously. When you realize that these things can be moved around and manipulated, that again is going to free up more creative space in your brain to be able to do interesting things with. Tip number four, print your photos. Seeing your photos in your hand, there's nothing like it. It is a very rewarding and fulfilling experience to see your photos. You realize that the technicals don't matter as much as everybody tells you and that you're surprisingly a better photographer than you thought that you were. And that excitement, again, is going to introduce that fun to you in your photography. And then tip number five, create some sort of style shoot. It could be something simple, one photo of your dog wearing a cheese hat photoshopped in front of the Eiffel Tower in Paris. Sounds fantastic to me. 
do something to expand your brain to capture new and creative ideas. So those are my five tips. But like I said at the beginning of the episode, I have a creative challenge for you to help get you out of a rut if you are in one and help you capture more fun photos, right? And so just a, just a fun exercise, right? And the exercise that I want you to do is to capture 100 photos in 15 minutes. So I want you to pull out your phone, go to the clock app, press the alarm tab or the timer tab down at the bottom, set it for 15 minutes, pull out your camera and take 100 photos in the next 15 minutes. Not exactly 100 photos, just a minimum of 100 photos. I don't know. Don't pay attention to how many photos you're taking. Take a lot. In your head, think to yourself, wow, I got to take 100 photos here. I got to take a lot of photos. 15 minutes. You can choose the subject. You choose how you shoot it. The only rule is 100 photos in 15 minutes. And you can't take the same photo twice. So you can't just sit there and like motor drive, you know, 11 frames a second there and be done here in 10 seconds. You can't do that. I won't allow it. One photo at a time, change your angle, change your composition, change your distance from your subject, change the exposure of your subject, make it super dark and moody, see if you can do a bright and airy, shoot it at F2, shoot it at F22, it doesn't matter. Shoot 100 photos in 15 minutes. And then... I want you to post your favorite photo in the Beginner Photography Podcast Facebook community. I really, I'm going to do this by the end of the week here, and I want to see your favorite photo that you took. I promise you, you're going to have a moment where you realize, oh, wait a second, maybe this isn't as hard as I thought, (laughs) or maybe it will be harder than you thought. I guess what I'm getting at here is that like, when you're done with the challenge, you're going to realize, wow. I just made progress in photography by simply doing it, by simply grabbing my camera and forcing myself to take some photos here. Maybe these aren't the best photos I've ever taken. But if you're going to take 100 photos of something with intention, you're bound to get a few that you actually like. And that excitement, you know, where where 20 minutes ago, you didn't even know that you were going to be taking photos, right? Like right at this moment, you're like, wait, what? I wasn't planning on taking photos. Now I have to take photos. And in 15 minutes from now, you're going to have a handful of really good photos that you're that you're happy with, that you're proud of. And that excitement is going to be real fun for you. Now, remember, the point of this exercise is fun. And like we talked about earlier, the fun comes from comes from stretching ourselves, comes from trying something new, comes from trying something risky. And then that thing turns out great. And that feels good because, well, first of all, you got the photo that you were looking for, but then also it validates your abilities with a camera. That feels good. And this is why I think that having that uh, uh, beginner's mindset is, is just so important because the goal for you, the goal for everybody is not to become a great photographer. That's never been the goal. The goal has never been to become a great photographer. The goal is simply to be continually curious about photography. And then the greatness will just come organically. When photography is fun, you're going to be more curious. When you're more curious, you're going to take more photos. When you take more photos, you're going to have more experience. When you have more experience, the greatness 
will come organically. That didn't roll off the tongue. The greatness will come organically. So there you go. That's it for this week. All right. Five tips. I want you to go out. I want you to shoot something fun. Do something for your photography. Set that timer for 15 minutes. Shoot those 100 photos. Take your favorite photo and post it in the Beginner Photography Podcast Facebook group. I'm excited to see it. Hey, I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, Remember, you know, with the technology that is available to us today, not only is the best camera the one that you have with you, but it's actually a really good camera at that. So don't wait for the perfect moment or gear. Just grab a camera that you have and start capturing the beauty around you. That's it. Until next week, remember, the more that you shoot today, the better of a photographer you will be tomorrow. Talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Beginner Photography Podcast. If you enjoy the show, consider leaving a review in iTunes. Keep shooting, and we'll see you next week.